Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. Today I'm going to be talking about what everyone else is talking about, but it's going to be presented in a very different way because I have very different thoughts on everything that is happening in the Middle East. And I'm going to make a case for you today that uh, I want you to highly consider. This is a spiritual battle, but there is a physical element to it, and everything is an illusion. Everything is being put forthright upon you. In fact, let me just say this. Uh, for the beginning of the show, I'm going to play a number of clips for you. There are reasons why I am playing these clips, and you might think, wow, what is he trying to say? It's going to make sense. By the grace of God, it's going to make sense. But the first thing I want to say, and I implore you, this thing with Israel and Palestine, do not pick sides, folks. Do not pick sides, Things are not as they seem. I am confident in this. Of course, you can think what you want to think, but things are not as they seem. And you know, part of the whole exercise is to get you to pick sides. I'm disgusted by what some of the commentators have put out there. Disgusted. And I'm going to talk more about it. Do yourself a favor, turn off the MSM, the mainstream media. It is just disgusting propaganda right now. And also, I'm going to give you a cautionary tale to avoid those who, you know, say they are Christians that say they are Christians and are comparing this to Bible prophecy. This is Bible prophecy. Well, I think it is. But you know what? For those people, this thing's like winning a lottery for them. 
They're going to make a lot of money. Now, I'm not saying don't look to Bible prophecy. Don't look to man for your Bible prophecy. And I'm going to point out one false prophet in this. It's not the point of the show, but it's what he says that is one of the major points of this show. And, you know, I've been asking the Lord for more boldness. And I'm just going to go out on a couple limbs today. <laughs> and I'm going to make some predictions. They're not prophetic. They're not anything like that. Well, one maybe was a whisper in my ear from the Lord. I'll let you decide. But I'm going to put together some possibilities for you to consider, and one of them is going to be shocking. You know, one of the, one of the things that I've realized is when you're looking at things and starting to connect patterns, years ago, I realized I could connect patterns by watching the mainstream media. But now you can really connect pa patterns by watching the alternative media, which is just as controlled. There's a possibility I'm going to burn some bridges with some people in this particular episode. It's a serious topic, so I'm taking it seriously. And uh, I don't want to hold back. I've asked the Lord. I've got probably three hours worth of material to share with you. I don't plan on making this a long show because I want you to be able to absorb the things that are important. And I don't want to have you too distracted. So there's a few, well, probably about five main points that I want to make in this particular episode. I pray you pay close attention to my words. And uh, remember, this is, this is Jeff giving his opinions and observations. It's okay for you to disagree. And if you really disagree badly, just leave. Go in peace. Um, now, having warned you about people comparing things to prophecy, I'm not going to read out prophecy, but I do have four quick scriptures I want to read to you. Three of them were given to me in an odd way, uh, but one of them is just a statement, and it's uh, it's a quote from Jesus. And, you know, if he was our example and how we are to walk, in this world, I'm going to take this particular statement from Jesus to my heart. And it is from Matthew 10, verse 34, where he states, Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. So I'm not going to make too many friends with this one. But let's see where it goes. May the grace of the Lord be upon me and upon you in watching this. So the first clip I'm going to play is just, well, it's a Hollywood. And Hollywood's going to have a little bit of a theme here as well. But this is from Hollywood. 
And it's a bit of a history lesson going back in American history, because guess what? A little bit of spoiler alert where I'm going with this is this entire thing that you're seeing happen in Israel is not about Israel. It's not about the Gaza Strip. It's happening there. But this is, I think, more to do with America and then the building of the temple. You'll see where it goes. Let's watch this clip first. My apologies to you listening on Podbean. I did not set up that clip for you. Um, That clip was the opening sequence of the movie Pearl Harbor. And the point is I wanted to show about that is America had the most sophisticated and probably the most capable Navy in the world at the time, possibly still do. They were caught off on surprise. 
Sound familiar? History repeating itself? Is not the Iron Dome one of the most sophisticated, most protected borders in the world? And by the way, Egypt has dropped a bombshell saying, hey, we told them and the U.S. like 10 days before. But yet it happened, and now they're spinning it, saying it was overwhelmed. Really? Really? It was overwhelmed? Is that possible? What a that would be a dirty little secret. Hey, listen, we can take two or three missiles, but uh, you shoot a hundred, <laughs> you win. I don't think so, folks. This is all a facade, and it's about the United States right now. Step one, it's about the United States. I want to show another clip to you, and this is uh really just a video clip, it's very short. Uh, it does have some writing on the screen. And this is all going to tie in together, folks. Trust me, this is going to be wild. Um, I'm going to read to you when it has the writing on the screen for those of you listening on Podbean. But let me just share the screen here. Seven sailors are missing after a U.S. destroyer collided with a cargo ship. The video shows the damage of the great fall in the USS Fitzgerald. Three departments of the 505 And that's really all I need to show of that. Here's the point. If you'll remember, and this happened, um, basically, these ships were constructed under Barry Obama, Barack. His name is going to come up. And they used Chinese steel that just folded up like nothing. Remember, there was like a few incidences all within months of each other. U.S. ships just getting damaged completely, you know, just folding up like nothing. These are warships. Warships are tested. They actually explode things near them to test the hulls before they depart. But not these ones. Oh, didn't they also give away our secret communication system? Yeah, Barack did that too. Um. Let me see. What's the next clip I want to show you? You know what? I'm just going to show this one. I kind of get it out of the way. Uh, since we're talking about Barack, this is a little collage that I found on Twitter, and it's just about a minute long. It starts off with uh, Joe Biden's first spokeswoman, Jen Psaki. And then he has the uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre, <laughs> just, just the worst, just the worst. And then you're going to hear Barry himself talking. Just give me a second to pull up the right screen. Uh, 
very short, but this is very important, and I want you to hear it. So remember, these are Biden's spokespeople speaking first. Working for President Obama, President Biden every single day, and I love working for President Obama, President Biden every single day. So today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa! If, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a I had a, a stand in a front man or front woman and, and they had an earpiece in and I was just in my basement in my sweats looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Now, if you haven't figured out that Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, his mandate was to destroy the United States and to do as much damage as possible. He was a brilliant orator, but everything he did was the opposite. Everything. It is so sinister, and that's why I brought that up. Now, his name is going to come back up again, but I want to shift gears to the spiritual side of things. And I know some of you are going to get real angry here. I'm going to have to stop this clip a couple times and make some comments on it. But I'm going to feature Robin Bullock. I am not endorsing him as a prophet. In fact, well, I know he's not one. At least I know. You can have your own opinion but I think it's really, really easily provable. And in fact, I think it's much more sinister than that. And I wasn't going to feature this clip, but it was, you know, just bugging me that I need to put this in. So I'm trusting my gut here, folks. But Robin Bullock brought a whole bunch of his, uh, his cult members to Israel about four months ago. Many of you might remember it. The clips have been on there. He brought a full production team, and he put on a show. He put on a show all right. But the words are very, very important here. And I want you to listen clearly. And again, I'm going to stop it in a couple places just to point out a little bit of ridiculousness it's worthwhile so he takes an entire group over to jerusalem to do this and words are important remember the word of god like words words are important i can't stress that enough to you um There, that's better. So look at the production value and then just listen to his words. And as I say, I'm going to stop it and start it a couple times. Not, not a very long clip. It is cool.
And it says on the screen, the siege of Masada is often revered in modern Israel as a symbol of Jewish heroism. Masada becomes a symbol for heroic last stand for the state of Israel and played a major role for Israel in forging the national identity. All right. Actually, I before I continue on with this clip, there's something I want to make sure to get in to this conversation. You listen to the defense minister from Israel. He's calling uh, people pigs and animals, and, you know, they're just going to go slaughter them. Jordan Peterson is calling for genocide. So is Ben Shapiro, uh, all these people. And then if you really want to know, listen, Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, all these people whom you know are bad are all calling for the genocide of these people. Do not take sides folks do not pray for the innocent in this that's all we can do on both sides because it's the common people that get hurt now i'm going to continue with this clip this is robin bullock with his staff so today we stand on a mountain that is remembered in all of history probably the most important battle it it has all the earmarks it reminds you of the american indian and their last stands different places tribes so today up here i'm instructed to stretch my staff out that's why i came up here with it okay just real quick um, obviously he's had a lot of prophecies gone wrong and, and all these guys are chiming in right now. I just saw Tim sheets today and I was never even been on my feet. I don't follow him, but he, even him, him, he's saying in typical NAR language, he said, I prophesied last week that there would be a shaking and now there's a shaking. You can make a shaking, anything, these vague people now. Robin Bullock just said he has been instructed to go to Israel and to stand on each corner with his magic wand. I wonder if it's made out of Hollywood with his magic wand. Now, just just imagine this. Just use common logic, sense, and deduction, people, before you come after me. Do you think that God said to Robin Bullock, Robin, I want you to charge lots of money to your congregation and have them all follow you to Israel. There you will bring a production team for TV content. And there you will bring your magic wand And you will stand at the corners of all of Israel and make this declaration. You think God said that? Listen to this.
I'm not, I'm not on this tour for pleasure. I came to every side on purpose. And so I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet to the United States, a prophet to the Indian nations, and a prophet to Jerusalem. And the Lord has sent me here to declare peace and safety and protection over this land. Peace and safety. First Thessalonians 5 verse 3. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Is he going to all four points with his magic wand and calling for peace and safety? Let's continue. There's more. We have to have it now, and they need it now. And this is a special place to God. It is the cradle of life, so to speak. If you don't think life proceeds from here to everywhere, you haven't been listening. Hallelujah. Okay, just notice <laughs> everyone who's watching the video. So first of all, it's important to God, but which God is he referring to? That is a legitimate question, folks. Now he's going out onto this uh, lookout point with surrounded. It's like a, almost like a ceremonial spot with the six-sided star as above, so below, which everyone says is the star of David. But, uh, oh, you know who says it's the Star of David? The same people who brought you the belt for declaration. It's the Star of David. It's from the same people who brought you the Federal Reserve and fund the side of every single war. What was Robin really doing here four months prior to this? Because I'll tell you, if he was there sent by God to pray for peace and safety, over it. It didn't work, did it? Let's listen to him just a minute more. The Lord God, we we pray over Israel. Lord God, I lift I lift this nation up, Lord, before you now. Here on this high place. Lord, here where so much death has been remembered. But Lord God, there is a, a declaration of life never again. So, Lord Where so much death has been remembered, but there's a de de declaration of life never again. Those were his words. Lord, we proclaim never again. We proclaim never again, and we call for peace, peace, in the name of Jesus. I call for peace, and where there was a curse, Lord God, that would cause the enemy to come against this again. Lord, we speak an oasis again, a, a life over the land. So peace, peace, Lord, protect this nation on every border. Rise up, Lord, and let the enemies of Israel see angels on all four corners of the nation. Let them see angelic beings and stop their war machines. Lord, this is not the time for this to happen. 
I call for great revival in this land. That Lord God, there will be a revival of Yeshua, of Mashiach. Lord, you have sent me here as a prophet, and I can weep standing in this place. Lord, because I sent your hand here. And so, Lord, stretch your hand over Israel and protect the prime minister and protect those that are that are on his side and for this nation and weed out the corrupted ones that they will leave. And Lord God, I give you praise and I give you honor and I give you glory, Lord, for you are God, the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of glory. Lord, these are your people, and I thank you for salvation in Jesus' name. Let the, let the weather fight for them. Let the weather, like in the days of Elisha, let the weather fight. If necessary, fire fall like Elijah. Let it fight for them. If necessary, let the ravens feed them. Protect the lamb. You gave it to Abraham forever. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for deliverance at this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Danny. All right. So there was so much there, and I don't want to spend the entire video on him. Um, that was creepy. He said, if there's a, a curse put on the land, he didn't want to break. He didn't ask the Lord to break the curse. And he said to bring salvation, but it was so vague. What salvation is he talking about? You know, little G who's going to stand up is also going to offer eternal life. I don't know the man's heart, but I can tell you that's nothing. It's either nothing but a show that he's putting on or he has very occultic, sinister things. And by the way, I don't know his worth and I applaud success but I understand his personal worth is somewhere around 40 million. Do you think someone gets elevated? Do you think they get elevated without being part of something? If God told him to do that, God lied to all those people who paid lots of money to go on that uh, Israel trip. Because Israel just got attacked. It seems like after peace and safety comes destruction. Now I don't I'm not saying that Jerusalem's gonna be destroyed. And I don't know. That's the truth. But I'm seeing this entire thing as an operation. And it's more about America and then the temple. You know, as I'm just considering where to go next, and I want to limit the clips, I got about 15 Trump clips and stuff like that, which 
I'm just going to assume most of you have seen, but I do need to talk about them. And uh, it's also a good point to say, listen, I'm, I'm taking this show really seriously and I'm not going to be advertising anything. You're not going to hear any commercials or anything of the sort. I don't want to send any mixed messages in this. But it's important to note a few things. So first of all, and I'm going to come back to the ships and Pearl Harbor and stuff. So hang on, folks. I got a lot of stuff to get out here. So Trump just did a couple, uh, did, did a speech in New Hampshire. And he comes out and he says that, you know, Obama is running the show. He's running things. And then, you know, everyone's out there putting on Twitter, um, Q drop 4311. Welcome to the shadow presidency of Barack Hussein Obama. And then uh, drop 4645. What happens if 44 is actively running a shadow command control shadow presidency against the only duly elected POTUS? There's a whole bunch of stuff that Trump said, and I'm going to get to the one about the homeland. That's really important because we're going there too. Um, let me just see. There's a couple things. Um, Trump showed his presidential seal. Uh, that's not, Biden doesn't know if he's alive. Trump finally says what the snake poem was about, or he gives an explanation because a lot of people were wondering about that. He's repeated it several times. I'm not going to play the clip, but essentially Trump says the snake poem has to do with Israel. You know what? I'm going to just, because we're talking about the, the Q things, and uh, actually, let me just, one other thing. There was a two, two more things that Trump said that was really important. Listen to this one. You know, Trump always says he'll end the Ukraine war in 24 hours. He says if he was president, it would have never happened. Not a chance. Those are always his, not a chance. And now Trump says he's the only one who can end this war in the Middle East. I believe him. I believe him. Oh, you know what? Just give me a, one moment for a pause because there's something I want to pull up. Let me see if I can find it here really quick. I hope I saved it. Yes, I did. So this is a quote, a verified quote from Benjamin Netanyahu. Actually, let me, I could, let me put it on the screen, actually. I can do that just so you can see it. And it has the verifiable proof and everything else there beside it. And... <laughs> So Netanyahu, for those of you who can see the screen, he's doing the OK666 OK sign. 
this is a, a quote from Benjamin Netanyahu in 1990. America is a golden calf, and we will suck it dry, chop it up, and sell it off piece by piece until there is nothing left but the world's biggest welfare state that we will create and control. This is what we do to countries we hate. We destroy them slowly. Benjamin Netanyahu. Interesting, isn't it, folks? Are you starting to see a little bit of a pattern? But, oh, didn't they put a crown on Donald Trump? I have the clip, but you've probably seen it. <clears throat> they put a crown on him recently. But, you know, everyone's saying, well, Q, it's a five-year delta, this and that. You know, And there was a five-year delta. At five years, it's a five-year delta in Q, and everyone's posting the proofs that Q said Israeli defense intelligence stand down. Well, they certainly did. Kind of like Pearl Harbor. By the way, there were people warning about Pearl Harbor. Russia's had their incidences like this too. They let it happen. But since we're on the Q thing, I just remembered a post that... Uh, Actually, this was from Ghost Ezra. So, you know, I'll just say that source is uh, there for you to decide if it's a good one. And I'll let you judge the content. But there's seven things that he put down. And uh, first one, I think I could be a little bit more accurate to say it goes back to theosophy and stuff like that. But uh, number one, dark to light is a Freemason term mentioned in Q. In about 30 posts. Yeah, that's true. Point number two. White hats is a term used for 33rd degree Masons. It's almost like some of these people listen to my show. Number three. The Freemasons were formed in 1717. Very important date to them, also very important to Q. Q returned, point four, on 6-24-2022. That's 6-6-6. You have the 6, you have 2 plus 4, that's 6. And then you have 2 0 two, two, that's 6. Also, the 305th anniversary a Freemasonry, which was founded in 624-1717. Number five, Q post number 111, quotations, POTUS is our savior, which is a direct blasphemy against Jesus. That's also in posts 114 and 2442. I haven't verified these other posts, but I have seen that. Number six, Keck, K-E-K, -E 
is an Egyptian frog god. The Freemasons worship these Egyptian gods, among others, used very often in the Q movement. Well, that's true, too. Number seven. Q said, trust Grassley, a known 33rd degree Freemason. Uh, one thing I do want to say to you at this moment is if you have not heard my last Friday, um, I guess, you know, four days ago, the sixth, I guess it was, my pod being live, uh, you may want to listen to that because I'm actually building on that today. Um, also, you might want to listen to Sunday. And Sunday, I think, was, well, I, I might have been a bit bold, but I had a message from the Lord, and I shared it. Again, I'm just being bold, and I'm trusting that he's talking to me. And, and uh, well, it lines up with his word, so I think it was good. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to show just a bit of a video that I showed a couple weeks ago. And then I'm just going to spit out some stuff. I'm just going to make some predictions or I should say possibilities. But one of them, I really think, was a little bit of a warning from the Lord. So let me just get this video clip and play it. And uh, I'm not going to play the full 15 minutes, although it's worthwhile. Hopefully you remember it. But I just want you to uh, to look at this and consider where this is going. And just as I go to play this clip as a reminder, remember, and I have so much more information I can share with you that'll prove these things. But just remember, all the world leaders, Biden, whom you don't trust, Trudeau, whom you don't trust, all these people are saying, we need to stand with Israel. Folks, don't take sides. Pray for the innocent. And pray for those innocent soldiers who are being sent into battle. Because there's going to be death. And as I say, there's a possibility that I'm going to bring up to you later that... Uh, is really, really scary. And I'm just going to be as bold as I can and let you know where I think this whole thing is going. But listen to just a couple minutes of this. Maybe you shouldn't tell anybody that I said this, but you know all those tropes about Jews controlling the world or at least wanting to control the world? They're actually true. Our goal as Jewish people for the last 3,300 years since the revelation at Sinai has 
been to control the world. The vision is that Jerusalem should become a center of the world, political center, but more important, a center of the word of God, a center of the connection between humanity and God. We will rebuild the third temple, we will do animal sacrifices again, and God will give us the whole of, of Israel all the way up to the Euphrates River and down to the Nile River. We'll have the greater Israel that we've always dreamed of, and we won't have to believe in Jesus to get it. That's what you guys are. Maybe you'll be alive. Hopefully you'll be alive to see it. But that's the truth. To uh, return the temple to its glory, rebuild the temple, restore the sacrificial service. There will be a daily offering in the morning, a daily offering in the afternoon, special offerings on the Sabbath and holidays, the Passover sacrifice. All of those will be brought again and the future temple will stand forever. At the end times, uh, these these uh, Christians will, because they've been exposed to the Bible, because they know the Bible, and they know the God of Israel, they know all the stories, they know all, they know all the content of the Bible, that will lay the groundwork for them to be with us at the end times. It's basically what he says, and, that, and really that's what the redemption of the world is all about. It's everyone serving the God of Israel together. Rather, the concept of chosenness designates the Jewish people's special mission to introduce the world to absolute monotheism and to an ethical value system. I believe the emergence of Christianity and Islam as great world religions represents a fulfillment of that mission. When the Jews were first chosen for this mission more than 3,300 years ago, only Jews and pagans existed. Today, the great majority of the world's population adheres to one of the three Abrahamic faiths. Thus, we speak of a Judeo-Christian ethic, or more accurately, a Judeo-Christian Islamic ethic. Now, Aesab, as evil as he was, to the people of Israel. Nevertheless, the nation of Edom, the nation of Christianity, and other uh, nations came from him. And they, 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 they don't any, uh, worship idols like we know it in the old time. And there was not that much wickedness in Christianity. There are many good things also, especially that they believe that they worship one God who has a son. But that's already something else. Same thing also with Ishmael. Ishmael became the enemy of, 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 uh, of the Jewish people. How much we suffer, even today we suffer from them so much. But at the same time, he is the father of that nation which was to become the Islam, to give to the world the Islam. And Islam is not idol worshipping. It's the worship of one God. According to my this it is a kind of uh, worship that is uh, crazy. But still, it's not anymore idol worshipping. Christianity is considered idol worshipping. It's Abu Dazara, but not Islam. So, but nevertheless, we must admit that they brought, they brought to the world changes from the old time in which there was plenty of wickedness, right? And that's why he gave us, that's why God gave us from the womb of such righteous people, people who became the enemies of the Jewish people, who made the Jewish people suffer very much. So, but now we understand why they were born from such people. Because anyway, those were the fathers of the other nations. 
Ishmael was the father of the of the Islamic nation. In the beginning, of course, there was no Islam. In this time, they still were Berbers that were worshipped idols. But he was bringing them into the understanding that there is one God. At the end, the nations will become one, will join the Jewish people. Going as far back as 900 years, the great Jewish philosopher Maimonides, who was considered the greatest Jewish mind of all time, said that Christianity serves a godly purpose as does Islam. He, he respected and admired Islam. He said the Jews could even pray in mosques because they don't worship any kind of image or any kind of icon. So God never chose the Jews as a form of favoritism. He gave us this incredible mission. One might even say that it's a humbling motif rather than something that breeds arrogance. It means that we, if we ever think for a moment that we're it, that we are the end, God made us the means to other ends, to make sure that... I'm going to stop it there, um, where I really wanted to go with it, and I think you've got the gist of it, is when they start talking, getting into more detail about the temple, how the temple is for everyone. And you see, certain things have to be destroyed before they can build back better and unite everyone. Oh, and I think there's going to be seven Noahide laws that the world can agree on. Peace and love, everybody. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace through strength. That works. That's what we've always been told. Peace through strength. Yeah, there's some truth to it. It has worked. Trump certainly didn't have any wars. But let's just watch this. I'm just introducing this now, but this is part of my boldness today. One minute long. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced over the weekend that he directed several steps to strengthen Department of Defense posture in the region to bolster regional deterrence efforts. Those steps include sending the Norfolk-based USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean Sea. That group includes the Naval Air Station Oceana-based Carrier Air Wing 8. Additionally, the group includes the Norfolk-based Ticonderoga-class guided missile cruiser USS Normandy and the Norfolk-based Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyer USS Ramage. Retired Navy Captain Joe Bouchard, a former destroyer commanding officer, says it's a smart move giving decision-makers options. The primary mission is naval diplomacy. Uh, establishing a presence in the eastern Mediterranean to show continued U.S. support for Israel, presence can prevent the necessity of use of force. Virginia's two U.S. senators weighed in on the Hamas attack. Senator Tim Kaine said, leaders around the world must come together to urge for an immediate end to this bloodshed. Senator Mark Warner said, the United States must stand firmly behind our friend and partner Israel as it defends its security and its citizens. Peace and safety. 
you know what? I think there is something that is right about standing up for Israel and the holy sites, but I think there's something right about standing up for all people in the world, not just where there's money. How about some of the genocides in Rwanda? Did we send the strike force? No. There's been genocides all around the world. No money, no funny. Why did I just show you that ship? Why did I show you Pearl Harbor? Why did I talk about the Iron Dome falling? They were surprised. Why did I talk about Barack Obama actually running the th things trying to destroy America and about America being sucked into this conflict? You know, there's been, when you follow the news, they don't put out things by mistake. It just came out that on 911, Joe Biden sent $6 billion to get a few hostages back from Iran. Oh, but they promised to only use that money for good. Okay. $6 billion on 911, folks. But just imagine, if you are willing to pay, first of all, it wasn't the whole United States foreign diplomacy saying we never negotiate with terrorists. But if you give $6 billion for a few American citizens, wouldn't you want to kidnap more if you're a terrorist? And don't ever think that I'm supporting Hamas or anything in this, okay? I'm not. It's all bad, and it's all by design, and it's all paid for by the same club, folks. So this carrier, the Gerald Ford and its strike group, is being advertised as the largest most sophisticated warship in the world. $18 billion worth. And it's loaded with F-35s, the most advanced fighters jets in the world. Can you imagine just... Think of the possibility for one moment if someone sent a $10,000 torpedo and it sunk that ship. Now, I'm not hoping for this. Please clearly understand me. There's human life. But can you imagine? Pearl Harbor, Iron Dome, Gerald Ford. Boy, that would get America into it, wouldn't it? 
That would get your tax dollars out there. The entire Congress is on board. No one will speak against supporting Israel. A stage is being set. And out of this, I suspect a phoenix is going to rise out of heaps of ashes. And I suspect that this is a stepping stone towards one world government and one world religion with the seven Noahide laws that are in place, folks. If you missed that show, go back. But there's something that has to happen before all of this stuff happens. There will be no new world order. There will not be a one world religion because there's one thing other than God, okay? There's one thing standing in the way of their evil plan. That is the armed citizens of the United States. The United States has the numbers. You've got the guns. So they have to take down the United States. I've been saying this for a year and a half now, folks, maybe longer. Longer, in fact. This is why the border is open. Now everyone's starting to say it. Maybe they listened to my show two years ago or my recent pod beans for the last year. I've been pushing this. They're all coming in here to the United States and they're going to be activated. On my Podbean shows, I've actually mentioned how they're going to do it. Maybe this is revelation, maybe not. Maybe a little bit of inside information here and there. But common sense, logic, and deduction will tell you this is how it's going to happen. It's going to happen region by region. It's going to happen very fast. They're going to come into your homes. They're going to do all kinds of stuff. And they're going to do it under the cover of the night. You see, if all of your power goes out in your specific region, and honestly, I, I think if you're in a big city right now, if you're able to prayerfully consider moving, certainly not, not because you're scared, okay, because I'm not promoting fear here, but I'm telling you, your real estate isn't going to go up, folks. 
in the big cities right now. But they will come under the cover of the night. How? Well, first of all, we know they're all being paid. You've seen the information. You've seen the intel. All these guys are coming across. They have cards. They're being paid. It's the United Nations. It's this and that. They're a standing army, and there's millions and millions of them, and they're getting guns. And this is not only in America. This is in Australia. This is in Britain. This is in all the Western countries, and more even so, but mostly, mostly in America. And when your power goes out regionally and your cell towers are out and the internet's down, you will not get the word out to your neighbors. Surprise. Just another blackout, you think? I'm not promoting fear here, people. I'm telling you. This is what I believe is their plan. Trump's even saying it out loud now. He's saying it. He's been right about almost everything. Almost like they can see into the future. Maybe with some uh, fallen angels help. One thing I will say to you um, about the power going out, and this is just me as a brother caring for you using common sense, logic, and deduction. If you are fortunate enough, I, and I don't know if it'll be an EMP or anything like that. It could just be someone flicking a switch. I don't know. But if you are fortunate enough to have backup power, Listen to this. Make sure the generation of that power is as quiet as possible. Get a big cardboard box, whatever you got to do. Uh, put something around it to deaden the sound as much as possible. The other thing is, you know, obviously, if you have backup power, you want to use it. You want to keep your systems running, your fridge, your freezer. You don't know. And just because your power goes out does not mean this is that event. But do not let your lights shine outside. If you have a light on in the house, Make sure you have blackout curtains. Make sure your outside lights don't come on automatically with the power. You want to have a dark house. If you have lights on in your house, they will target you. Oh, they've got money. They're coming after you because some of these guys have been promised and this was inside information, they've been promised that they go into your house, they get to keep your stuff. The devil will double-cross them too. But when it's dark, don't let your uh, light shine outside. And before I go, um, this leaves a very 
obvious question. You know, Jesus says, turn the other cheek. You know, are you supposed to be like a lamb led out to the slaughter? Well, if the police come to arrest you and stuff like that, are you supposed to shoot cops? No. No. I think biblically serving God, that's where you uh, you step up and take one for the team. But hear me now. And this is just my thoughts, my opinion. Maybe this will change. But if someone comes into my house and they have intent on perhaps raping my wife, killing my kid, killing us, I'm going to defend my home. You're darn straight. I will defend my home. And I'll go first. Anyways, I didn't want to uh, end on <laughs> such a dismal note. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes to... Uh, oh, yeah, one other thing just that I haven't covered. Have you seen all the protests around the world right now, like where I live? And uh, in every major city, Hamas supporters have been going out there and they're being protected by the police. But you can't do a pro-Israel protest. <laughs> and it's the exact opposite of what the politicians are saying out of their mouths. Why do you think that's included in this psychological operation? They're preparing you. They are preparing you. Um, last thing, and this is just weird. I'm going to read a couple quick scriptures to you and I've never done it like this before, but I'm just going to tell you how I got the scriptures as I was, uh, I always create a file structure before I start recording. And, uh, this is episode 50, uh, 505. And I just thought, I wonder how many verses in the Bible have 50 uh, chapter 50, verse 5, and there's three of them. So I'm going to read you chapter 50, verse 5 from three books of the Bible. And I wonder if it has any relation to today. I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to let you decide. But let me see. pull up the document here really quick. Genesis 50, verse 5. My father made me swear, saying, Behold, I am about to die in my grave, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. There you shall bury me. Now then, please let me go and bury my father. Then I will return. Psalm 50, verse 5. Gather my godly ones to me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Jeremiah 50, verse 5. They will ask for the way to Zion, 
turning their faces in its direction. They will come so that they may join themselves to the Lord in everlasting covenant and will not be forgotten. God bless each and every one of you. If uh, I hope this made sense to you. Uh, if it did, you might want to share it. And don't just share the link. Maybe just say one thing that stuck out to you in it. Like, hey, you got to listen to what he says about the ship or something, anything that stuck out to you. I think this is a, an important show. God bless each and every one of you. And remember to love your God. And now's the time to get right with him. <laughs> get right to it with him by, of course, having salvation through Jesus Christ. But uh, be obedient to him and love your family. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's hard these days, especially with the people who took the hokey pokey. <laughs> and. Go out and preach the gospel. Make a difference in your community. Love you.